0: Back to Jokerman program, where we talk about Bob Dylan and his music. Today we're talking about the second half of the set that Bob Dylan and the band played at the Isle of Wight Festival in 1969. We're joined by Steve Gunn, a great guitarist and great musician overall.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Ian. And Steve is here too. You'll hear him in just a second. As soon as I do this, and we start talking about the show, lay lady lay. I, it's in my notes. I've just got written in all capital word, or all capital letters here. Vibes, yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think, about all that you need to say.
0: <laughs> they truly capture the sort of like bongo uh, energy in, in the background accompaniment here. Mm. Big bongo like, um, energy?
2: That big <laughs> just, bongo
0: energy of like... Ding, 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 ding,
2: ding. Yeah. I, uh, this trail. is probably what... If I had a moment to like go have a piss or get a couple of pints... This is
0: your piss moment?
2: This Yeah, this might be the time where I'd be like, yo guys, yo, I'll be right. I'll be back in like 15 minute or wow. minutes or five minutes or...
0: Well, you just said, you guys. I mean, but what if you were with your sweetie baby, and then she was giving you lovey dovey eyes at this moment? You would maybe say, um, "You know, it's time for me to slow dance with you." uh, (laughs) This is well. This is is the romantic. If you're going on a date, uh, if you're going on a date in it uh, with your, I don't know what the British version of. Sweetie, baby mm. is, but uh, this is maybe where you make your move, or if you're that certain couple, completely strip naked and have sex.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I would imagine myself being just a couple of blokes. I don't know. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. I but. mean, I, I feel like in in real life, it would. Be, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't care if it's 1969. I'd probably have a hard time getting my girlfriend to come to see
2: Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I would say, sweetie, would you, I'm going to go get in line to use the bathroom. Let's, Do you, need- you want to come with me and we'll yeah. get a drink and we'll get some, you know, popcorn and we'll come back. Yeah. yeah. If I needed a break. I mean, this is the break moment for me. Sorry.
1: Wow. You're not a big lay lady, lay guy. Not really. Wow. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, like Nashville Skyline is, is, has, has long been, uh, you know, I, it, it, I go through phases at this point. Like, it's hard to say I have one canonical favorite Bob record, but like Nashville Skyline what is, is your canonical favorite Bob record? I mean, honestly, like it, for the longest time it was Nashville, uh, oh, you know, wow. but sometimes it's bringing it all back These home. Sometimes it's too. blood on the tracks. Yeah. Sometimes it's time out of mind. Sometimes it's rough and rowdy ways.
0: Steve, what's, what's your, what's your favorite? Like, um, I, I, maybe just to skirt the, that conversation slightly is it do you have a favorite like oddball pick like what's your personal pick that maybe isn't everybody's on everyone's list do you have it's something
1: like, that you would have more appreciation for than your average uh, yeah My, your average
2: what do you grab oh like your for? average just average joe yeah
0: of any bob record what do you feel like is the one you find like a, yourself defending uh, or like singing the praises of
2: um, I quite, I well, I, I quite like Tempest a lot.
0: Hey, wow. Hey, Evan is a big, Evan's
2: language. a big Tempest yeah. guy. I yeah. love
0: Tempest. I love Tempest. No, yeah. not a dud on that record.
2: Yeah. Roll On John is like one of, oh. like, Would such you, a heavy,
0: heavy. A, a good thing to mention here is because yeah. this is an interesting point where uh, the only time that I think is recorded where, John is in the audience watching Bob.
2: Right. Yeah. There you go. What a heavy song. What a I,
0: beautiful song. Yeah. It's I have really, um, hmm. I, I, I I I bought like the this special edition d, d, uh, CD of it. They came with a T-shirt and <laughs> and a small <laughs> and a small. This is the 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 kicker is just like a tiny notebook. That says Bob Dylan Tempest on the front. <laughs> wow, that's like it. it? That's, it's it. Tempest. The t doesn't even say Bob Dylan Tempest. It just says Bob Dylan Fifty Years of Music. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's, it's so stupid.
2: I um, but, uh, I'm, I'm I I recorded. I was I spent some time with Tony Garnier. Um, and I got to like pick his brain about you know, just recording and stuff like that. And he, he was telling me that they were, wor- they were working on roll on John. And for a while, like Tony kind of didn't really wrap his head around what it was about. Wow. And then like slowly as the, as, as they were working on it, he kind of, it dawned on him like how heavy a song it was. Right. And how, how was just like
0: the basis by the way on, on that. Yeah. T-
2: yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: that that song is. I mean, I, we'll definitely get to it soon, but I I think it's really one of the most beautiful, unexpectedly beautiful, like tear jerking songs. Shockingly tender and
1: like personal for him, especially at this late day.
0: And it's coming from like someone who I don't, I've never been like the biggest John Lennon fan. In particular, I just I just I tear up and get emotional when yeah. when I see somebody. Like expressing these sort of like, uh, I, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce elege, elegy. Like elegiac, elegiac, elegiac. That that's the, the way. Um, yeah, the, that type of elegiac song. And and Dylan apparently, I, I've the only quote I've seen him say anything about that track. It was just like, I didn't even plan on doing a song about John Lennon. It just kind of happened.
2: Just kind of happened. Yeah. Which is,
0: is so wonderful. It just feels like, um, Oh yeah. That guy was special, which is yeah. it's just like, so gets me right in the, so heart. heavy.
2: Also one thing about Tempest too, that I really like is how some of the songs are just long. I really like that. Oh yeah, like it just <laughs> Ten a- going. Ten Angel just keeps going. Tin, An- and going Tin and Angel
0: going. is like so weird. I yeah, it's, like, it's just
2: strange. Like he doesn't. He obviously doesn't give a like a rat's ass. Like he's just <laughs> no. I mean, that's yeah. the
0: record that has pain and Blood on it, which is like yeah, one of the most and badass. The uh, the it has the lyric another politician pumping out a pumping out his piss.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it and has he, the lyrics uh, about uh, uh i i might have to sh- like shove my head in between your breasts right uh the lyric about my flat-chested junky whore mm-hmm. he's like
2: not, yeah, he's <laughs> not pulling
0: it. any punches on that record
2: and like Ten angel is a really great song oh yeah and that's like 10 minutes long i think
1: yeah. Something like that. And, and then the, the title Tempest track is also
2: like,
0: how about this? I don't want to talk about this anymore because I want to <laughs> okay, maybe have you back on for the Tempest episode. <laughs> all right.
2: All right. I'm, I'm, I'm veering off here. No, get- I, I just think that, that Evan, like, Evan's <laughs> just gets too
1: excited when he finds a fellow Tempest fan.
0: <laughs> if I like, meet someone who likes Tempest says like want to like, maybe we should, okay. we should hold off for now.
2: We, okay. we can, yeah. D- D- Ian, do you have one? Just, just quick a quick aside. Uh, well, you said well, National Ian Skyline, but do you have Nat- Skyline, but Yeah, National Skyline is one. What's your, the what's one your I like? For. What's your what's your closet? What's your like?
1: Who? Um, uh, I don't even know if it would count, but Street Legal would probably be another one. Okay, no, yeah, you um, love fair Street
2: Legal.
3: It's
1: great, yeah, love it's, that one too. It's, uh, you know, I just every every mm-hmm. time I listen, I love it more and more. Even even I'm, I'm even coming around. we we were big uh, kind of New Pony haters when we talked about it initially. Yeah. Even, even even kind of coming around on old New Pony.
0: And uh, are you? One, yeah. One that I've Sorry, only recently discovered, really, which I, I feel like ashamed, ashamed about is I hadn't really listened to Modern Times much, but I have more recently, and I'm starting to like mm-hmm. really feel like it's great. Um, the song um, uh, "When the Deal Goes Down" is like so beautiful. Uh, that was my. That's my most gotta, recent. Like,
2: yeah, I gotta uh, get. I gotta. I got to listen to that cause it's always that, you know, in that era, time out of mine always kind of like, that's the sh- one yeah, that kind of stands I- over it's everything. It's 2006,
0: yeah. but it's weird because for whatever reason, I have a little bit more of a connection with, um, mm-hmm. with love and theft than even, uh, modern times, even though like mm-hmm. I should, like by it, it doesn't make any sense. Cause I was like older, I like probably should have heard about it, but, um, when I was in sixth grade, I was like busy listening to the. <laughs> I was listening to the Decemberists. I was listening yeah. to, uh, I don't know, like honestly, a lot of XTC, but uh, not.
1: That's pretty cool oh, for sixth grade. That's good.
0: Well, my good, dad, good job. my dad had a lot of XTC records, and um, so I was I was listening to that. I think good. like one of the first bands I liked XTC and uh, the Clash were like the two good first band. bands I liked. On my own. That's Pretty impressive. Good. I hear one of my favorite bands actually right now.
1: Yeah, the old washing machine. <laughs> it's New York Apartments for you. Well, <laughs> w- what's
0: the next tune? Uh,
1: well, we can roll uh, right along down the highway and revisit Highway uh, 61. Great song.
3: Awesome.
1: Yeah. We love it. Uh, kind of the hardest rocking song, I think, in the uh, in the set. Still doesn't even rock that hard you know, like relatively speaking. uh, But, you know, kind of the hardest uh, 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 vibe that you get.
0: That's kind of one of the great things about this whole set is, and this is something I really love when I see musicians do this, is um, you kind of like get, I don't know, some musicians in some groups rather, they'll hammer really, really hard and you kind of just get desensitized and you stop like reacting To when when something big happens, because it's all so big. So one Mm -hmm. thing that I like about this set is that when it goes just a little harder, which is like still not that, like you said, like it's still pretty tame. You still notice it; it feels like a dynamic change that actually, like I'm sure the people in the audience were like ready to take in whatever you could give, like throw anything at me. So it's really nice that there are like, you know, they were just doing a, it was an acoustic set a few minutes ago and now it's like pretty rock.
2: Full blonde. Yeah. Full
0: blonde. (laughs) Whereas like, I just think about this time I saw swans and they like started their set by just like hammer, literally just hammering on like several, um, dulcimers and like, uh, giant cymbals and, it, I've seen that yeah until my ears were just like ready to bleed and then they started their show and I like at that point was like spent Hashed out, <laughs> emotionally anyway. exhausted just my ears were tired <laughs> yeah nothing against it's a the, it's a
2: bombardment problem. you know it's like the ears are sensitive and yeah you know you they they also get quite exhausted. So if you're in, if you're getting blasted, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. shorten your. Yeah,
0: here's another artist who I, I feel like is very good at uh, managing these sort of dynamics throughout a show. Is Cass McCombs actually? I I've seen Cass McCombs three, maybe three times, mm-hmm. and every time it's just like, uh, yeah, a really good flow of types of songs and. Um, yeah, bands bands always great.
2: He's always has a really great band. Yeah, and yeah. a
0: really that was probably one of the last shows I saw before um, music uh, died forever.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he's a he's a great guitar player. Yeah, also.
0: for sure. And I love that they end the show with the bubbles. But I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody who's there, I'm sure loved to hear Highway 61 revisited. And we are missing the, like, cartoon slide whistle thing. Slide
1: whistle, yeah. Which, you know, we can do without, to be honest.
0: I'm going to put it in here. So.
1: There's the slide whistle. We love it. Uh, next song, One Too Many Mornings. Yeah. Another early song, you know, kind of reworked. Um, uh, this is this this might have been my bathroom break. I think uh, it's I mine. Think. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good track,
2: you know. But um, I don't know. There's maybe um, it's I, I I just want to say that perhaps it, people want to hear the times they are changing.
1: Uh, no. that's
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> because it's a similar. It has a similar right kind of melody. Almost. Right.
0: One um,
1: too many money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. It's it's like what? almost the same like number it's of like syllables even.
2: Yeah. It's like a. It's like when you go and you order something from your favorite restaurant, and you're like, "Sorry, we don't have we don't have anymore." You go for your second favorite, your second choice. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's a good it's a good time for a bathroom break. I'd say. Yeah.
0: This is. This is my bathroom break. So let's let's just do a flight of fancy here. I want everyone to close their eyes and just imagine you're at the Isle of Wight Festival in 1969. <clears throat> you have taken a medium to light dose of acid. Maybe you've you've. Taking a couple of hits of like 1969 weed, which is like, you actually feel okay. You don't feel like you're going to have a panic attack. Right. And then you're, you're going to walk to like, I guess, I don't know, behind a tree somewhere, like through this crowd of people were, wearing fringe jackets. And, were uh, porta
2: potties around then? I don't know. That's a great question.
0: I wish we could talk to someone who was there, but I guess I'll finish my little, um, uh, <laughs> my little guided meditation here because I don't know what it was like to take a piss at the Isle of Wight but, it was probably um, just
1: like a trough or something
0: I guess taking a piss is fine but yeah, if you have to do anything else maybe yeah, this
2: might good. be a point where you know you're in the 10th 11th wait how many songs it's like you're midway through this you're almost towards the end so yeah. perhaps this is where if you are picturing yourself at this concert you're you're and it's the last performance. You're probably pretty high as well, right? Whether you're right. smoking, drinking, or at the LSD is full. You're fully gone. You're fully blown. Yeah, you're yeah. peaking, tripping. So, because it's only I might only not, what, I might. Like, I might have already gone to the bathroom, but this might be a point where I go inward and perhaps close my eyes and take a like a nap. Yeah, we're uh, we're not
0: it's not a three hour set as we've, as we've disclosed, like this was not going to be like the, the, the huge like marathon Dylan uh, experience that everyone is anticipating. We're what, like 39 minutes in or
2: something.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Probably. Which is cool. These people have
2: been out all day. Like, yeah, that, I mean, like,
1: it, like when especially like at a, a show like this and a set like this like i i i don't feel like i need two and a half hours like i don't need a bruce springsteen you. set from bob no. at something yeah, like this no. like especially as it's like this tight like every song there's there's no like it's hit after hit after hit and you don't want yeah. energy you're Perfect. just like yeah exactly end of the day this is this is it we're good to go
0: well, I feel like we're walking back to sort of like seeing slightly double and we're, we're sort of like fumbling our way through a sea of suede, which was like a bad choice because of it's probably kind of rainy and wet. <laughs> and, uh, we, we find our girlfriend, uh, again and, uh, or uh, boyfriend or uh, I don't know, maybe you're alone. You're, you, you find your group of lads and then you hear the beginning strains, uh, from the stage of that rager that everyone wants to hear. Yep. Uh, I pity the poor immigrant. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's an absolute banger everyone just starts hooting and hollering for.
0: But it is a great is version this,
2: of it. Is this when the set kind of dips? You well, think?
0: this. I, uh, I think this is the... You could say dips, or you could say like transitions into the final phase. I
2: think. Yeah, well, that's, moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah, moving yeah, into yeah. the third act here. It's, a, I, it's it's before the the real the wave. It's like kind of the swell. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, especially what's what's coming up after this when things kind of yeah. get revved up a little further. Yeah, this is kind of the the deepest you know kind of pause I think in the set this version of I Pity the Poor Immigrant fucking rocks also just like the mm. accordion on it. And the, that like, the, yeah. I, I don't know what the technical term is for the guitar, but the like,
2: it's yeah. like kind
1: of
2: a pregio kind e- e- Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's
1: just such a beautiful, like wrenching version of the song. Uh, I don't know. I, this is, this is a great song on John Wesley, oh, uh, and, but this version of, of it best. I think
0: is fantastic. Yeah, Probably yeah. one of my favorites on, on, the John Wesley Harding. Yeah, album. me too.
2: Just, just a good rhythm as well. Good mm. drumming and bass.
0: Do you ever notice that British people like to say, say if they're talking about John Wesley Harding, they'd say, "The John Wesley Harding album," <laughs> <laughs> or they'd say like the, uh, oh yes, the the uh, another the uh, self portrait album. The self portrait yeah. album is very good.
2: It's, it's like a declarative thing, perhaps, yeah, or something. I,
0: yeah, I've it, never just, noticed that. If you watch any of those like classic albums, you know, like featurette things, yeah. there was always some British guy going, uh, uh, yeah, well, I was interested in Dylan very much, and then uh, about the time that he re- released the Blonde on Blonde album, it was very <laughs> uh, There was some kind of change. Uh, he was really uh, going for something that, not many people uh, else were, were doing, and I was very impressed. I like
2: we were, your pause as well. That was a good. Yeah, I've I watched a paws. lot of these
0: like stupid talking head uh, documentaries. Yeah, these. Yeah,
1: yeah that seem to just have twelve different like completely spherical British men <laughs> talking about this stuff. There,
0: there's an amazing <laughs> one. There's like a few of these on that were like I guess on from the BBC where like. They're talking, it's like about Dylan's like later years, like after, there's one that's like after the crash and then one that's like uh, the, uh, about 80s onward. And it's just so fun to watch because there'll be like all these people who are like, you know, supposed Dylan, like hyper knowledgeable critics. And they just keep saying stuff like, the next album was a disappointment. and then <laughs> And then it'll go through a whole thing about that record. And then it'll be like, the following record. Was supposedly uh, was was to be a huge comeback record for Dylan. It was a disappointment, and then the next one after that would be like the following record was anticipated hotly, but not yeah. as much as the last one, and it was a critical disappointment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, we got to do an episode where you just do the whole thing in in the British voice.
0: Uh, sure. We might as well just get uh, find a British guy on Craigslist and right <laughs> just hire someone.
1: Um, well, we're uh, we're bringing it in here towards the end. Uh, next song, uh, this is one that some people were probably familiar with. Um, I don't know about everyone. Like a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm.
0: You heard about this?
1: No, this is uh, no, I, is this is a deep, this is a deep cut. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, Ian, you said on a previous episode when we when we actually covered uh, self portrait -portrait. which this is featured on this version is on out of context to give you that Uh, I just you said that it was terrible and you hated it. I think I also kind of I went along with that. Do you do you think that listening to it again in context, do you have any sort of warmer feelings toward this version of like Rolling Stone?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do think like listening to it in in context of the whole set, and especially with the cleaned up sound, which the the self portrait cut is just, like, just muddy and sounds terrible. Yeah, um, right. I think this this works better, uh, and you know, sounds good, and just in, in general, great song, great vibe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rolling Stone, I think, still like the the spirit of the song and the meaning of the song sort of demands just a really kind of hard and like bitter and sharp approach to it. Um, and so this kind of like good vibes, white suit, cleaned up dad, Dylan, um, that he's got going on here. Like there's, there's sort of a mismatch between like his attitude and where he is in his life and the kind of spirit behind the song itself that I think yeah. is still, there's still some tension there for me. Yeah. Um, which is why. The I
2: sentiment, kinda... the sentiment's a little lost. Exactly. Yeah. Like if yeah. I want to listen to
1: a live cut of Rolling Stone, I want to listen to a, a 66 cut of Rolling Stone.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But,
1: um, you know, the 69 version of um, it, 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 Me, Babe, for instance, is that's you know, there's there are different moments in his career that make most sense for certain songs uh, mm-hmm. And Rolling Stone at this point in time, maybe didn't make quite as much sense.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's, maybe
1: he he
2: he failed to kind of recontextualize this one. Right. Yeah. he was so like hard panned to a certain time and moment in history where he couldn't reinterpret it. There are as, songs as, like
0: that where we we actually have mentioned several times about how um, "Ballad of a Thin Man" is a song that, f- for the life of us, we just can't seem to like see how it works a- at any other point than when it was originally. I saw before. him play
2: that the last time I saw Dylan. He played. Really, that.
0: although, yeah. it, w- or the one caveat was like in the recent <laughs> oh, years. Recent. <laughs> it kind of like stops to be. It it, it doesn't no feel. Alien or like strange anymore? No, it was. Whereas it was this really, there was subtle a long rearranger. period where I think he didn't know how to deliver it in a way that made like thematic sense or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hearing him play sense. that in like '86 or something would have been a, a yeah a, a, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong. Just the wrong, the wrong. That's wrong. a serious bathroom break. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> this whole thing is bathroom break. Um. Well, I don't uh, think
0: we need to. Spending more time on like Rolling Stone other than to say that I think I, personally, I agree that I think it's not contextualized recontextualized in a way that feels like totally compelling. And he flubs the words a little bit. I don't want to yeah, he hear him flub the words, the words on this song. I want it to be like either like that cutting, like hardcore version or that like sly knowing version, but I never want to hear him not know what he's, about to say, and
2: maybe maybe he's phoning this one in, you know? He's like, I'm getting paid eighty five thousand dollars. I gotta sprinkle in the big hits, the hits, yeah, yeah. I I mean, gotta, on the other I,
0: hand, it it is kind of funny just to think of him like doing this song, just knowing that it's his hit, and just being like, well, I think I think that something the Rolling Stone write up mentions is that he peppers in girl into this. Right. Mm. Sometimes he goes like, go better. I think, I don't know when he says it, it's like pawn it girl, maybe instead of pawn it babe mm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind mm. Which is kind of just like a, a little bit of like a subtle way of toning down the song or like turning it into a little bit more of a softer edged thing.
2: Yeah. And I, I also like, if, if Bob is listening to this, he might probably get mad or pissed off. This <laughs> He comment. listens to all of these just so right. you're aware. Yeah. <laughs> um. Perhaps Grossman told him that he should play it, yeah. and he and he did. Yeah. And he agreed. It sounds like he. You know, it just doesn't sound like it's not spirited. Right. Yeah. His yeah, heart yeah, isn't not, in it.
0: It's as, not where he was, uh, at, clearly, yeah, because yeah. the next song is. I'll be your baby tonight. A song that he seems way more invested in Yeah, and feels so much better, feels so much more organic and like part of, it just fits this this vibe. Perhaps
2: perhaps there was a bit of relief as well that Rolling Stone is over.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
2: we're through that. He's like, he's through that part of the set and he's about to like start tearing it up with the band.
0: This whole rest of the set feels kind of just like it's all downhill. It's very easy. Like, yeah, it's just momentum gliding along. Where you've got "I'll Be Your Baby Tonight," which I mean, need we say anything about it? it other than, of course, it's like delightful. It's, great. it's yeah, it's perfect
1: song, perfect rendition, perfect moment, like perfect the, yeah, everything.
2: That's up. That's enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the next tune is. Uh, One of my favorites from, and one of my favorite inclusions on, on uh, Self-Portrait. Self-Portrait.
2: Yeah, this, mine too. This, this version of this. Oh my God. I, I love that. This is probably my favorite tune. Well, besides Wild Mountain Time, but like this version with the band. I should say. So good. It's so,
0: it's pure fun.
2: Yeah, totally. And there, you can hear them having fun. They're just like, okay, like, we're almost done, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just really a special, uh, just and, just joyous moment.
2: And when we were saying, you know, maybe perhaps some of these songs weren't like a Rolling Stone. It wasn't really like a spirited take. This is very spirited. Absolutely. Where they're singing work? together and they're, you know, it just sounds like they're having a good time, you know. It's
0: a great version, and, and yeah, they continue that that joyous energy into the next track, probably my favorite Bob Dylan song, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Minstrel Boy,
1: yeah, the first of uh, uh, several songs that Bob has to be canceled for uh, in this day and age. No, it's um, not
0: about that. It's not. It's not about that. We've we've cleared his name in regards okay. to Minstrel Boy. It's not about a boy and blackface it's about a little boy maybe holding a little uh, leather cup you could say I see um, doing a song and dance so that is <laughs> so that is I, I don't know family doesn't get killed by a
2: lord or something but isn't it like medieval? an old Irish yeah sort of like the, an old uh, Irish folk tune or something yeah
1: I'm actually realizing this now I just I just clicked it open yeah Irish patriotic song written by Thomas Moore uh, in the early 19th century.
0: Tommy Moore, everyone.
1: The great Tommy Moore. Uh, But as with many of these, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, English folk songs came over to America, you know, somewhere in the later 19th century, early 20th century, and then got sort of reconditioned into an American song. Uh, Uh, Classic
0: Two Soldiers situation. Something else we just talked about on the pod.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently it got uh, popular during the American civil war and then later, even more popular after world war one, obviously, uh, you know, based around that minstrel boy train.
0: You're just wearing it a stop. It was like Gangnam style.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Meme, a meme song even back then. um, yeah, it's it, you know it's uh, a little slower. Uh, it's it's kind of a nice nice ease us out, you know, kind of uh, bring us down mm-hmm. from the the fun rootin' tootin' quinn the Eskimo. Yeah, but and, continues
0: uh, that that group singing which, where they all seem just like okay, we're all just gonna throw ourselves into this this melody. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean this really does sound just like this like of, of anything on in the set sounds like this is something from Big Pink. Like uh-huh. like you're in the basement and like yeah, this is what it was like.
0: well, I think we found ourselves at the last track here I think so I believe there's actually one more that wasn't included here on on the this version that we're listening to but Bef- was hmm. part of an I believe rainy day women was an encore uh really? and <clears throat> there was one other track that was played as as the encore hmm I'll have to look this up really quickly because you sent me the uh, that write-up.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, in the write-up, it's it's Minstrel Boy is what they're talking about, but they just didn't know the title of it because oh, Bob okay. hadn't recorded it as his own song at this point, so they called it something else. Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: Right, that's what you get when you read an article from 1969. 1969. <laughs> where the guy writing it was probably also on acid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yes They close the the whole thing The whole shebang, so to speak With A a, a song about A feminist song, Rainy Day Women
1: (laughs) It's about what everyone At uh, the Isle of Wight Festival Has been doing uh, all along Everybody must get stoned
0: Well, I think this song Is actually about being cancelled But I've I've said that before
1: Right, yeah (laughs) Yeah Um, good way both. to good way to wrap things up.
2: Yeah. What what would that exit? What would that? That's not really going out with a bang, but it's also another one of his biggest hits. Wait, I think they, they
0: closed He loves Quinn the this Eskimo, Eskimo for some right? reason. That yeah. like, that was their actual closer, and it was like a kind of like nod and wink. Like, what was the deal with them closing with Quinn the Eskimo? Wasn't that like?
1: Oh, that's what they ended with. That's what they ended the normal set with, and then people kept hollering oh, 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 okay. and saying encore, okay. encore, encore, yeah, encore, yeah, yeah. and then they came out and did Minstrel Boy and then Rainy Day Women, which I right. guess I don't know if he expected to be playing those songs or if those were just two that they pulled up out of the you know out of right. their back pocket.
0: It says we're going. Uh, Dylan announced we're going to do one more for you. Just the slightest sardonic grin. Mm. Uh, this was a big hit over here by Manfred Mann. Uh, I'm sorry, I should say it in, in a Dylan voice. This was a big hit over here by Manfred Mann. A group, a really great group, a great group, and then a whoop of anticipation, and sure enough, it was Mighty Quinn. Um, it says Mighty Funky in this from Funky. 1969. I actually it don't is. know if my Dylan voice circa 1969 holds any water. I don't know what he would have sounded like talking to the audience there
1: you can hear him actually in some of the audience patter. It, it it doesn't actually sound very much like like your normal Dylan voice. Uh, he's, he, he sounds like he's, uh, he's got kind of a throaty deeper, uh, you know, all even then
0: I'll have to work on it.
1: You, You can fix that in post too. Anyways, rainy day women to, to, uh, blow it out. Um, yeah, Bob, for some reason, has a, this song seems to have a, a special place in his heart, even though it is like a semi-novelty song like we've yeah. uh, talked about in the past. Well, it's,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's it's anthemic, right? Yeah. In yeah. a way. And there's, I think there's um, there's almost
1: like an attitude to it or something, you know, or like a spirit yeah. behind even though yeah, it's not a like... a song, for sure. Yeah, it, and it's, he's it's like a sort real... of proving a point by playing it.
0: Yeah, and it's the way he delivers it. It's just it's pure pleasure. I'm listening to it back right now. It's really fun. They pause with the chorus mm. of "Everybody must get stoned." It's just like really, it's chugly, honestly.
1: There is a there's, great degree of truthgal to it, yeah, there's like Trule
0: happening here.
1: you know if you're in the audience and it's the end of the day, it's the end of the whole festival, it's the end of the bob set, whatever, and you're expecting a big like you know go out with a bang, like are we gonna get desolation row? Are we gonna get baby blue? Are we gonna get yeah. uh you know um uh, blown in the wind and and it's rainy day women that he comes up with I kind of I, I kind of like that. there's yeah. something funny yeah. about that. It is kind of funny.
2: But it's well, also, I guess, you know, the sentiment of everybody must get stoned. It's, you know, it's this the the hippie festival that has carried into the present day of the England's fabric of society, where they, you know, there's like this hippiedom anthem. Maybe that, maybe he felt and maybe he felt like he had the end the set with sent that kind of sentiment. Right. Well, I, maybe. Again,
0: the Beatles maybe in the not crowd. That. I just yeah, wonder, right. like, what was he thinking? Like. <laughs> how am I going to end this on a way where the Beatles won't think that I'm a square or I'm being like, like I kind of wonder about that. Just like, well, I've got to do something kind of maybe a little bit more like extroverted because like the, the Beatles are here like to have <laughs> fun. I don't right. want to like end this on like my big like soapbox. I just want to like right. show that I was like, a big in dick of live music up up on this stage. Yeah, they're just here yeah, to have a good time, and this is a it's
1: great, not overly good time song. serious. It's exactly, right. exactly. Yeah.
0: And and yet, it's, it's a I think bit it's, cheeky. It's, it's fun cheeky. to think of. It's cheeky. totally cheeky, which is totally yeah. British. Perfect. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, it's fun to think about this song literally. Everybody must get stoned, as in thrown stones at until they are until they pass away (laughs) that's like that's that's what the song is that's like the humor of the song to me is uh it's like yeah there's a double entendre but it's also just about how like people will never stop bitching at you um which is maybe the most dylan thing you could ever sing about
2: yeah yeah true
0: Well, I think we've reached that time where we can uh, do what we always do on this podcast, which is to deliver our reviews, uh, respectively, of this disc, of this performance. Yeah. And we do that in these parts on a scale of one to three stars.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: It's a very, it's a very scientific, exacting kind of rating system, Steve. So uh, you know, you, uh, it's okay if you need a moment. Can you get to, half stars or just no, no half stars? You get one star, no you get two stars, stars. Or you get three stars.
0: No half okay. stars. Uh, you can give zero if you're like mad, but um, you know, just go with your gut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to say three. I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: Absolutely agree. It's a three star all around. There's
2: so much. There's so much to unpack on this one. You know, Uh,
0: it's it's truly been a uh, a journey.
1: Exactly. And it's like such a, it's, uh, it's such a one of one kind of thing in Bob's career. Like this was, this is really the only like, like document of this particular era of time for him. Like he never toured Nashville skyline, you know, and, and he was going to throw away this entire approach within a couple of years. And like, you know, it's so like, it's such a great kind of time and this is all that there is.
2: Yeah. It's an important moment for him in, in a lot of ways. Like he, he came back. Some people don't come back, you know, he, yeah. he looks comfortable and he can play and it's effort. You know, part, a lot of it's just like effortless in a lot of ways. He's not trying to impress anyone. Meanwhile, the Beatles are sitting there in front of him watching him, watching him. And it also, it, it ties into like in American in, into like the sixties history as well. Like, I feel right. like that's an important moment for him he didn't go to woodstock he comes here he'd been hiding for a few years right people didn't know what was going to happen or if or if he was okay you know
0: i mean the moment um, that he comes out here is kind of like in retrospect seems like the moment you knew he was gonna survive because yeah the right the fact that he did it this way and he did it on his own terms made this comeback performance in a totally um that's what makes this whole performance so enthralling I think as a fan is like that it's so clearly and in every way on his own terms that he's going to do this that, yeah uh, and
2: he didn't he didn't become victimized by everything he didn't He didn't no. become a victim of everything that had happened to him you know he, he it's almost it as around. if he like he let it all go and you can kind of like see it you can hear it in his voice and you can see it in his appearance yeah exactly which, which is so cool
0: yeah, it's he would lose it again and become like yeah. confused <laughs> well, in the eighties. He's gonna
2: find he he's, he's gonna always, find God in a few years as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but, it's just he, uh, finds, it's,
0: he finds God and then he loses God and then he finds himself again. Like this is uh, nothing less than just an, a never-ending uh, story of self-discovery with with Dylan. And, and uh, I mean
2: another. Uh, not this is a whole another podcast, but once his marriage falls apart mm. with with Susie, Sarah, Sarah, excuse me, and then who looks amazing at this
0: at this show, by the way,
2: very stylish. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's a that's another road he goes down, right? When he finds God and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like this is I, I think this show in this moment really is kind of like the first like like he's, he's like setting a template for himself and his career that he ends up following again and again, like this rebirth after this like period of being in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You get that again in 74 when he comes back and does, uh, before the flood, you get it again, really 76 when the whole rolling thunder thing comes through, uh, you get obviously the Christian period, then you get the post-Christian period, then you get the time out of mind. Like this is, he, he always kind of finds a way to just like kind of withdraw from the scene for a couple years and then come back completely revitalized in a new direction. Yeah. This was the, like, and the first a, time they In really a way that.
0: that nobody wants, but everybody right. learns to love.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. He knows, he knows what the people want. The people don't know what they want. He knows what they want.
0: Right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, Steve Gunn, for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for sticking thank you for with us. Thank for having me. This went a, a, uh, a little longer it. than I anticipated, but we very much appreciate your uh, <laughs> willingness to, to riff to with us, to us here. Um, do you have anything, that, not that, that the Jokerman um, uh, media presence uh, goes too far, but anything to, uh, to mention or to plug in terms of uh, things that are going on?
2: Um, not really. I mean, I'm working on a new album that will come out this year. Oh word. Yeah. So trying to finish that up out here and probably when things get back to normal, some sort of normalcy, I'll be playing gigs, play a show again, getting back out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, first time in two years, probably.
2: Hopefully <laughs> yeah, not soon. Time. Yeah. With yeah.
0: Not too, not too long. No. I, I will yeah, say like I there, just, people I are starting to, to plan
2: stuff. I yeah, went to dinner like at a restaurant. Oh, you did? Wow. Last night. Yeah. I, don't I know mean, if I that's came because out, I traveled. The,
0: irresponsible, uh, or
2: Yeah, I traveled for, you know, I came out here to LA and it was okay. And yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really seen anyone since I've been here, except for the two people that I'm working with. But
1: Yeah, are you just that like was a, hold up and then you're just like going to the studio and then back to your yeah. place and that's it?
2: That's probably another reason why I've, this podcast is so long because I, I don't really talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why um, we started it. <laughs> hey, uh,
0: do you want to guess what, uh, I was just listening to the the record, you know, and it, it finished. Do you want to guess what the algorithm decided to play next after I finished that uh, whole album? Handle with care. Yes. <laughs> wow. If you listen to any Dylan record on Spotify, no Spotify matter what, it, right if, the right is, if it's anything like post 1970, the next, Track will just be handled with care.
2: It's fantastic. Wow. Okay, that's cool. You guessed that. Wow. Unless it's just me,
0: but uh, (laughs) that's my cross to bear. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Steve Gunn. Yeah, it was truly a pleasure, and I I hope to have you. uh, I'm sure, Speaker Ian, too. Uh, if, If if you have a free moment in your schedule, we'd love to have you on for Tempest.
2: Let's do it. We
1: would yeah. we would love that. That's 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 one that we've been working up towards for a while. Evans Evans, champing at the
2: bit. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, thank Steve. you. All right. See you guys. Take care.
3: Oh, the summertime is a coming. She won't go.